Welcome to the game of crowdfunding draft pick edition. What? (laughs) What is that you say? Well, stick with us. We're recording this on Tuesday, November 26th, 2013. And for those of you who have been around a while and have been wondering where the draft pick edition is, well, here it is. We're back. Uh, Of course, I'm Jeff King and with me is... Sarah Reed. That's right. And we're back to uh, talk to you about some crowdfunding projects in the tabletop gaming space right now. And you may have heard on All Us Geeks proper and stuff, We, you know, I've talked about how we had to skip our last recording because of my back. That has not been the issue with the draft picks, though. <laughs> Unfortunately for Sarah and I, the last two missed recordings were because we didn't have five projects apiece to discuss. That's not to say that there aren't projects worth discussing. It's just with our criteria, especially when things can't be funded yet. Even today, uh, I I went to, I had picks by the time I, I left work, by the time I got home, one of them had already funded. So it was ineligible for us to consider to talk about this evening. So I had to find a new pick. So we're running into that. It's the, you know, the kind of combination of end of the year. So things may not, there, there may not be as many projects out there. And then of course the projects that kind of catch our eye because we don't want to just talk about anything. We want to actually bring some value to what we're talking about. And there needs to be something interesting to talk about for us. We're having problems getting five. Yeah. It, it's been a bit of a challenge. Yes. So what we've decided going forward, because the only time I like to, uh, not, well, not like to, the only time I, uh, don't want to record is if it's physically not possible for some reason. And right. of course that's not what's going on. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, unless you count the stress and the gritting of the teeth and the yeah. grit and all that good stuff. My dentist isn't happy that we haven't been Ooh. able to record because you know, they got some, <laughs> got some grinding going on. <laughs> But uh, what we've decided to do is we are going to, uh, as long as we have at least a project (laughs) to talk about. So we're not, we're going to try to, we're going to try to have five. If we don't come up with five, uh, we will match up what we can. And then uh, if one of us has more projects than the other one has, then we'll just have some additional extra shout out type projects that we can share with you and still get some conversation around. So we are going to do our best not to skip unless it's a necessity. Sounds like a plan. And, and unfortunately, those do happen as well. But yes. uh, not as often as not finding picks, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? We haven't been around for a little bit. And uh, I'm just let's uh, real quick give the rules on, on why it's so hard for us to find a pick. What is our criteria, Sarah? Well, we have to pick a project or projects that have launched within 14 days. And that's the two-week period between one recording and the next. So it has to launch within 14 days or have 20 days left, which I have seen more and more projects lately giving lots of time. So those have been more. And the biggest criteria is it has to be unfunded. And that's been a challenge. So prior to an hour of us recording, if it hasn't funded, it's fair game. But if it hits that you know, hour before we record, Mark, and it hits 100%, well, you'll scramble. So far, it hasn't come necessarily down to that wire. But uh, I've had it, I think, the first time we canceled. I think it was within two hours one of mine went away. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't have 
five total at that point anyway. So that was a bad week. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Within the last 14 days or 20 days or more left in the funding cycle, and it has to be unfunded by the time, uh, within an hour of us recording. And of course, we match up projects uh, matching that criteria. I will pick a project. Sarah will pick a project to match up against it. Unless she's picked the same project, then those two match up against each other and nobody gets points. Except. Except. Those of you who don't understand the franchise pick and why that came about, because we haven't explained it in a while. Oh, that's true. The franchise pick, and I've actually had somebody say, I, I'm not sh- I, I, explain to me the franchise pick. <laughs> that's the one only thing I didn't understand when you guys were doing this, uh, somebody that was new to the game of crowdfunding side of things. So here it is, whoever asked me that question, even though I've already answered it personally. The franchise pick is something that uh, right towards the end of Richard and I co-hosting together, Richard came up with because we were finding the same projects from time to time. What can happen is if myself and Sarah both get a a franchise pick per recording. And what we do is before we say the name of the project, we can say this is going to be my franchise pick. What that means is if Sarah has picked the same project as I have, but I've marked it as my franchise pick, I will still get full points for it. So we still have to match up the same project against the same project. In a normal situation, we just watch that project and nobody gets points for it. If you've picked it for a franchise pick, though, you will still get the points. And you only get one of those per draft pick recording. Yep. So, And it has to be done up front. Let's say it's Sarah's turn and she picks a project that I also picked. I can't go, oh, I want that to be my franchise pick. Now, I got it's got to be basically on my turn and it's got to be the first thing I say before I say the project. That's how you do the franchise pick. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What are these points we're talking about? Well, here's the deal. We kind of stylize this as our version of fantasy football, but with Kickstarter projects or crowdfunding projects because we have left the door open uh, in case we ever want to swing over to Indiegogo or something like that. But what we are doing is once we've matched up these projects, we can score a potential of three points. Because we are going to look at the total money raised. Whichever project has the most money raised, that person will get a point. Percentage overfunded. So whoever's raised more than the goal that they were asking for, the percentage they overfunded by. Uh, whosoever's project is greater, you can get a point for that. And then we look at number of backers. Whoever got the most backers for the, uh, the project they picked will get a point for that. So up to three points. Now, since we haven't recorded in a while, <laughs> Sarah and I are not going to go over past projects because usually we go over projects that are still open. Right now, we don't have anything open. And really, looking at our last picks made us cry a little bit. So Yes. There were some uh, interesting choices back then that didn't quite make it. Hopefully, we'll see some of those in the future with some lessons learned. Hello, listen to the Gaming Crowdfunding interview <laughs> editions if you want to learn some of those lessons. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah. <laughs> but where we sit right now. Now, uh, again, uh, the other thing, Sarah, I don't know if you remember, but uh, we talked about uh, closing off this season at the end of the year and starting a new season come January. Ah, oh, yes, that's We're right. almost at the end of a season. Yes, we are. So I think it'll be this one. I think we record one more time this year. Uh, probably. Yeah, and then... Uh, and then that, that'll be it for the season. Then we'll, whenever those play out, that'll wrap up this season. But whatever we pick 
come January 1st and on, it'll be part of the, the new season. Where we sit right now, though, I'm squeaking out a win mm-hmm. right now. I've got 30 points to Sarah's 27. So it's extremely close, and it's anybody's ball games, though. Yeah, I've been catching up the last few rounds. Yeah, I told you it had nothing to do with experience. Because <laughs> I will always fully admit I know nothing. <laughs> Don't know why people ask me about things. Because you have an opinion. <laughs> okay, so I have to pick first into these new rounds. Well, guess it makes sense to go with a franchise pick. Yep. Wow, there's a couple different good choices for franchise picks this time. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go with my franchise pick of Argent the Consortium. I knew you would. <laughs> yeah, there's, it, it was, there's two good ones, but yes. uh, that one I've been hearing a lot of buzz about recently. A lot of, and a lot of people came out of BGGCon, uh, mm-hmm. really enjoying that one. So I, I'm assuming you picked that one as well. Yep, that's one I picked. (laughs) You get it. So Argent the Consortium from Level 99 Games. Two to five player game of secret conspiracies, power, and intrigue at a magical university. And, you know, that helps too because it's right up my alley. Become a candidate for chancellorship and muster your apprentices to gather resources and followers. Research to master more and more powerful spells that you can use to sabotage your rival candidates and their plans. What? What? A take that mechanic? Uh, oh, yeah, gee, yeah, we're right there. <laughs> Learn the true motives of the secret consortium and become elected the new chancellor of the university. So yeah, that's totally up our alley. <laughs> of course I had to pick it. Uh, sitting at 74%, they're looking for $30,000. They are currently at $22,507 with 315 backers. Goes till January 6th. And $50 will get you the game. I'm up for the game, but uh, more because of the worker placement part of it. Yeah, Argent just sounds really cool. It's got, for me, it's got that uh, kind of Japanese anime styling that I've seen in a lot of the video games I've played about alchemy and and all those magical school ones that I I used to play. So that, combined with worker placement, it was just a no-brainer. Yeah, this this will be going like I said. I, even before it launched, I had been hearing the name. Yes, so I mean, had I. I mean, not not as in I hear about a lot of stuff through. Hey, check out my early link and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. And hey, what what do uh, what needs to happen with my project? And you know that right. kind of stuff. I just the game itself. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with the Kickstarter process. I didn't even know for a while if it was going to be a Kickstarter, but. The game itself had made the rounds. Mm-hmm. And so it was already well in my brain pan <laughs> yeah. before it launched. So, yeah, it was kind of, uh, it's one that was an instant, I'm going to keep watching this kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that'll be a good one to watch out for. Okay, so there we go. That's my franchise pick. You picked it as well. So now you get round two. All right, round two. I'll start it with my franchise pick. And I'm going to go with Josh Howard's Dead at 17 Battle for Darlington Hills. I did not pick that. Oh. Well. (laughs) Okay. So Josh Howard's Dead at 17 is actually a comic book series. And I actually was following comics when it debuted, um, although I haven't read any of it recently. I remember enjoying it. It wasn't my normal fare. But it was very um, well done comic and I enjoyed it. And so that's part of what intrigues me about the game. 
But the other part that intrigues me is that it's a deck building game that pits good versus evil and each side has different ways to play and have different goals. But the cards that you buy from the common deck, each card has a good power and an evil power and half the cards will have a stronger good power on it and a weaker evil power and then vice versa on the other cards. So you have a choice of do you get a strong power for you or maybe choose a card because it's, it's weaker for you, but it robs your opponent of a stronger power. And I thought that mechanic was really, really interesting. They are looking for 25000 They're currently at 16625 and they've got 208 backers. Uh, so they're sitting at 66% and it goes till December 16th. Elfwood? Nope, didn't pick that. Elfwood for 6S Core from Harsh Realities. Elfwood is a fantasy RPG setting book. Explore a rich, vibrant world of dark fantasy and swashbuckling adventure on the scalding seas. 55% funded. They're only looking for $3,000. they are at $1,666 with 36 backers. Goes till December 29th. And you, for $10, you can get the PDF. For $30, you'll get the print. Two reasons I kind of looked at this one. One, it had the, uh, the pirate deal. And of course, uh, anybody that's been listening, uh, knows that Assassin's Creed Black Flag is constantly going in my house. Thanks to my fiance. Uh, so I'm always listening to pirate chanties. <laughs> uh, so that kind of caught me the, uh, the dark fantasy and the, the pirate aspect. And I got to hear quite a bit about the success system from a friend of mine who played it a few times at uh, Gen Con and had played it the year before and it was something that he kind of really looked forward to so it kind of caught my eye because of those two reasons so that is my matchup so money wise I'm not looking for anywhere near the same <laughs> amount of money so but I have a good chance of going well over for percentage Yeah. but backers and full money you might take me on yeah, well, well full, full we'll money see. you'll probably take me on, but we'll yeah. see. See how it goes. All right, so then it comes back to me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick uh, Dungeon Duelers. No, I did not pick that. Medieval Man Studios. In this world, the wild monsters that dwell in the ancient and forgotten dungeons of the land are sought after by many known as duelers. Using their soul stone, they capture the monster soul, giving them the power to command the beast with their will. They battle these creatures in dungeon arenas around the world, hoping to earn the title of dual champion. Currently sitting at 12%. He's looking for $10,000. Currently at 1,284 with 17 backers. Ends December 24th. Now here's, here's the interesting thing. Uh, it's $30 for, uh, one, either the co-op or the competitive game, and then $50 if you want both. So here's a couple of things that kind of intrigued me about this one one this is somebody that was actually looking for feedback and that's how he kind of got my attention so i was giving him feedback on the project itself and my initial impressions and it's kind of interesting that he's doing it's it's basically like one kickstarter for two games i i mean you can like you said you can get the co-op version or you can get the competitive version or you can get both versions and they are kind of slightly different games so it's actually like a kickstarter for two games uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I think it's it's a little interesting to be trying to end December 24th 
Yeah, that's kind of odd. Yeah, this one's going to be one to kind of watch, but there's a few things that aren't in place yet that need to be, and, and we talked about that. He's working on a gameplay video, stuff like that. Uh, so I thought, uh, now that it's got my attention and we're looking for projects to talk about, uh, on the show here that need help funding, this was one I'd, uh, I'd bring up. Yeah, that sounds really neat. All right. I'm going to match Juan's fantasy card game. That's a match. Okay. Juan's, it's a fast paced fantasy card game, a uh, battle card game for two to five players. Now they say they combine the elements of Uno and Magic the Gathering. While that might turn off some people, I thought it was an interesting way that they're tackling making a complex game that is simple to play. And I have to admit the artwork is partially what really attracts me because it's very, I wouldn't say just cutesy, but because some of the characters look rather mean, but it is kind of cutesy artwork and i just really liked how simple and uh, light of a game that it is let's see they're looking for eight thousand they're currently at five thousand two hundred five so they're 65 percent funded they have 245 backers and it will end december 8th all right so now i am going to go with big footsies the card game you've got it so what interested me about Big Footsies was the humor. It, they kind of compare themselves to Munchkin and it being really a funny card game uh, that's, you know, just not stupid, but just kind of silly and fun. But what I liked about it is it plays two to six players. One thing is I don't get to play Munchkin much because it takes three or more players. So in this, it's got cutesy, simple artwork, but you're trying to go into the world of Bigfoots, and of course, the whole thing is the plural of Bigfoots. It big, it's <laughs> big footsies, right? So they had this huge argument, and it's it's big feet. No, Bigfoot is plural and singular. Then it has to be, you know, Bigfoots, and no, they came up with big footsies. That's the plural of Bigfoot. Um, so you're going into the world of big footsies, and you're trying to capture them. You're trying to, you know, get ten of them, and they have different uh, events or. Uh, you can get professions that help you. And there's other creatures. So there's like chupacabras and other legendary creatures also in this world. They're looking for a 7,500. They're currently at uh, 1,836. So that puts them about 21%. They are going till January 5th. The end of the world card game? Nope, I didn't pick that. So An apocalyptic-themed party game of survival. Crassness and keeping it together as your friends laugh so hard they wet their pants. And let's see, they're sitting at 3% right now. They're looking for $10,000. they have only got $301 right now with 12 backers. Ends December 12th. $5 will get you a PDF. $20 will get you the print and the PDF. Again, yeah, this is a a, a party game. Uh, it's, It's kind of... Cards Against Humanity-esque. I think they're looking at theming the different apocalyptic type things. And this first one, of course, is Surviving the Zombie Apocalypse. So if you're into the party style game, if you're into Cards Against Humanity, this uh, is definitely one you might want to check out. Uh, kind of a... Now you pick. So for last, huh? Yeah, see if our things match up. Well, I, I'm thinking they are. That's why I didn't pick it. <laughs> Secrets of the Lost Tomb. Yeah, I yeah, picked that's it. What, that's what I figured. So <laughs> I didn't pick because I just knew you were going to go nope anyway. Uh, and I was kind of surprised this wasn't your franchise pick. Yeah, I just wasn't sure how I should have realized you weren't up on the comic book scene. That's Jordan's thing. 
So. And this was my toss-up. This was my 55th mm. whether this was going to be my franchise or Argent. Yeah, I should have done this one as my <laughs> franchise, but oh well. Now it's nobody's game. Nobody's. Secrets of the Lost Tomb. Everything Epic Games, a new action-adventure board game set in the 1930s pulp era. Secrets of the Lost Tomb incorporates similar mechanics to games like Arkham Horror, The Trail at House on the Hill, and Mice and Mystics. With thematic inspirations from the worlds of H.P. Lovecraft, The Da Vinci Code, Pirates of the Caribbean, and of course, Indiana Jones for one to six players. It was sitting at 42%. They're looking for $50,000. Currently at $21,000. Thirty-one dollars for the hundred and fourteen backers, going until January seventh. At the time I checked, there were still some early birds for fifty-five dollars. Otherwise, it's sixty dollars to get the game. Now, this one has a very Flying Frog Productions feel to it. They're kind of going with the uh, the real image, the photo- photograph image uh, style, like you see in Flying Frog games, which I love f- Flying Frog games. Yeah. So that kind of drew me in as well. It's a very thematic game, so uh, those are always those. Well, if you like those type of games, I should say those are always fun because, <laughs> of course, the Euro They're... person is sitting out there yelling at me right now. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say it interests me probably more for the cooperative aspect because we love mice and mystics, and we're not so much on the other. Um, my husband and I tend to be more on the Euro game side, but we have started to enjoy a lot of the cooperative thematic games like Mice and Mystics. So this one's definitely very intriguing. So we will uh, both watch it longingly. Yeah. Neither of us will get points for it now. <sighs> I'm rusty. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the interesting thing, folks. We both, right before recording, said, you know what? I've only got five projects. This is this is going to be interesting. We're going to match up every single thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we still managed to yes. come out pretty decent and give you a good good range of projects here. So it's just kind of goes to show you, even when we think we've matched everything up, uh, we we still got a couple couple tricks yep. up our sleeve to find projects that the other one it may have uh, missed for one reason or another. Yeah, we still have enough different interests when we're looking for games. All right. So again, those are our picks for this time. So, shout outs. Do you got anything you want to talk about? Yes, I wanted to shout out about Privateer. One of the things that we've always, uh, my husband and I have always wanted is a good pirate-like game. And Privateer had been on uh, Kickstarter before, and it unfortunately didn't fund. But this time it launched and it's doing fantastic. It, it's already funded. They were looking for 35000 They're already at 37000 They go through December 21st. The downside for us and why we're still debating it, it is three to six players. But thematically, the game looks really good. You're trying to race to increase your infamy through buying and selling and plundering cargo on the Caribbean high seas. So it definitely looks like a good one. Yeah, I saw that one too. But yeah, of course, it's one of those things where, especially when we're in a hurry to find projects. Yeah. It's like, oh, nope, 100%. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, just nope, not sick. enough time left. Yeah. So you kind of start really uh stat scanning is mm-hmm. kind of what I call it because you, yeah. you're, you're kind of looking for things. But yeah, that one, uh that one, I think I marked that one to go back and look at later because sometimes mm-hmm. I'll do that too. Oh, that's cool. But uh, I'll just start for now. And go look yeah. At it. Yeah. I do that too. Oh, let's start so I can go back and look <laughs> for it personally. Yeah. Any more? Yeah. The final chapter in the Walk the Plank in Get Bit storyline is also on Kickstarter. And of course, it like funded immediately. It's called Hold Your Breath. And again, it's the tagline, the stupidest pirates are back. So this time you're 
sinking into the water. You're trying to hold your breath, go down as far as you can, and then go back up and get to the surface before drowning. And whoever succeeds going up, but also went down the farthest, wins the game. So it sounds like a lot of hilarious, silly fun, especially for those who enjoyed Get Bit and Walk the Plank. And another little piece of trivia on that one for anybody hmm. for anybody that's really listening and paying attention. Chris Yurinko. This is Chris Yurinko's yes. design. He was it's Battle Jack. He was interviewed on All Us Geeks. And anybody that goes back and listens to that, you can kind of hear him talking about this game early on. Ah. Yeah, because he, he mentioned the uh, Hold Your Breath game back then. Oh, very cool. Yep. So uh, I was about to say I wish Chris all the success, but obviously he's having plenty yeah. of success right now. Because they were looking for 5,000, and they're at 21,853 already. Yeah. So it's it's looking to be a really good game for, for Chris. And, of course, uh, not only for Chris, but uh, for uh, Mayday. Uh, yes, May, Mayday. It is Mayday games. Yeah, so Mayday picked that up. Mm-hmm. I had one other. Roll Through the Ages is having the Iron Age. Uh, I guess it's a second game in the series. It's not an expansion. It's a completely separate game. It just goes to the next age. And yeah, it funded pretty much immediately. I've played the game a couple of the original one a couple of times and it's very enjoyable. I really like the, um, high quality wooden boards. Uh, I, mean, I think the only problem is sometimes those pegs don't stand upright, but this one looks really, really good. And I think they're, they've got a, Special expansion, uh, a limited edition Mediterranean expansion that actually looks like a map of the Mediterranean Sea. And for right now, the only way to get it is going to be through Kickstarter. They don't even know if they're going to release it later. So for those who um, like Roll Through the Ages, this is definitely one to get on. It's going till December 12th. Fine. If you did three, I'll do three. Go for it. (laughs) Thrash car. One, I want to congratulate those guys because they did hit 100% and they're working towards stretch goals right now. They only have like uh, four days left. They're going until November 30th. This is one that uh, we did review on the podcast. This is a game that surprised the heck out of both Jordan and I. We went into it thinking we were going to be neutral at best and really enjoyed it. And of course, it's got a, a very good take that mechanic that we enjoyed. So that was probably our our funnest moment, getting to screw each other over and make the other one swear. <laughs> uh, but this is a really cool little racing game. And again, it's it's got about four days left. They're at 100% right now. So it is fully funded. Uh, it is going to get made, but they are looking for stretch goals. I think one of the early stretch goals is to have a double-sided board, which is kind of cool because the other side is going to be an even larger track. So you'll have three different options of how, uh, what type of track you want to play on and how long the game will last. So it's a pretty cool little game. A friend of mine has a game, has an expansion up that we talked about in the YouTube channel, but the name got changed. So if you go out to the YouTube channel for All Us Geeks, you'll see a game review or a preview with me and Megan talking about Zooligans. Well, they uh, kind of got hit with a thing from a shoe company, of all things. Oh, dang. Uh, and they had to change their name. So the name of the game became Zoodlums, Z-O-O-D-L-U-M-S. And still went off. I mean, he, he was still able to fulfill and all that stuff. He just had to change the name. But So right now, until December 2nd, so it's a short run here. He's only looking for $900. He's already funded. Uh, but it's an expansion for the card game. 
So uh, go check that out, Zoodlums. My last one then will be to talk about, of course, and this should come as no surprise to anybody, Dark Horse, Rebels, and Rogues. And I know, I think Sarah was kind enough to save this for me, to, but I know she wanted to talk about it too. So Yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I want to get this expansion, and I haven't even played the game yet. Uh, my husband bought me a copy, but he won't let me have it till the holidays. I've definitely tried to wheedle it out of him. But I've actually been wanting Dark Horse for a while because it looks like a really fantastic game, and this expansion looks like it adds a lot of fun to it. Uh, yeah, it definitely. So, uh, again, uh, I sat down with Don. There's an interview out there on, on the uh, Game of Crowdfunding uh, side of things where Don and I sat down and talked about the original and the expansion. Uh, the most recent episode of All Us Geeks, episode 33, we actually played and reviewed the expansion, and uh, it went over well. It was uh, Jordan's first time playing the game in general, and he had a lot of fun with it. And, of course, I'm an original backer of the first Dark Horse, so I was looking forward to this expansion as well, and it does bring a lot to the game. So uh, I, I love it. It brings a lot of not only good mechanics and different things you can switch in and out if you don't want to play with everything or you want to pile it all in, but it needs to get made. Yes, it needs to get made. <laughs> so it's sitting at 42% right now. He is looking for 15000 uh, sitting at $6,323 going until December 12th, December 11th. December 11th. Well, it's it's December twelfth if you're in Central Time because it it go he goes until the AM so it crosses yeah. over. But uh, technically, I think I mean he's got it up for December eleventh. Uh, he does have a banner ad on the All Us Geeks and he's got that marked as December eleventh. But uh, it, it goes until December eleventh here, so about fifteen days left to go to get it to fifteen thousand. I really want to see this get made. Yes, <laughs> and, me and, too. First of all, for those that don't know, again, if you go listen to the interviews and all that stuff, but Dark Horse is one of the uh, first big gaming projects that probably, I mean, Cards Against Humanity was prior to this, but Dark Horse was like the 43rd project to be successfully funded on Kickstarter. So that was back before everything got all complicated and fancy and mm -hmm. more people were looking for things. And, and Don was doing things like getting game reviewers to look at his game and stuff back then before it was a common thing. Uh, so he's back two years later, you know, trying to get the expansion made and uh, definitely check it out if you get a chance. Definitely. So now I think we're ready to wrap up. Yep, we are. <laughs> We will be back in two weeks to give you updates and new projects. Whether we yep. have five or not, we'll try to be here again, unless it's physically impossible. Exactly. <laughs> we will be on the mic. Yep. All right. So I'm Jeff King. And I'm Sarah Reed. Go on out there. Check out some projects and pick a winner. 